Yo, yo, this is Treasy. And I'm Young Leezy. And we are the On Ear Network. We know you've heard our tag at the end of this show, but it dawned on us that we've never really introduced ourselves. So we wanted to invite you to listen to all of our podcasts. Right now, our roster consists of And Then We Had Sex, a comedy couple that talks about their sex life with an occasional celebrity. The Locker Room, where men take off their filters and say how they really feel. And Grams of Snow, for your underworld and organized crime stories. And of course, Kind of Movie Critics which is our show, where we deep dive into movies and TV. So if you enjoy this show, check out some of One Ear's other podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now let's start the show. I wouldn't tell people who I was. They would find out who I was, and they would come to me, oh, I didn't know you were Shannon from the Supreme Team. There was a few people that wanted my autograph. I'm not someone you need to idolize, you know? Streets were killers of walk like Pistol Pete and Pappy Mason gave the young boys admiration. Prince from Queens and Fritz from Harlem, street legends. The drugs kept the hood from starving. Oh man. Here we, here we are, Six. We bike. Super bike. Hi, friends. What it do? Um, we've been gone for a long time. What, what feels like a long time? It's only been like, what, like two weeks? Yeah, I think like two, three weeks. Like two, three weeks. It's, it's felt like an eternity. It feels like an eternity of things have happened in between. Life be life. Life be life. Life be life. Yeah, it do. It really do. It really does. Excuse me. I need to get better with my grammar. Why? It's just because, man. I guess. Just because. I'm golfing now, Six. I saw that. Well, you you tight? You mad with me? It's because it sounded like you was mad with you, me off the rip. No, because like I knew that you was a petty nigga. I talked to you at least once a week, <laughs> and you be up here embarrassing me on purpose. You got people thinking I'm some mean, ornery person. I'm sorry, just because you can manipulate me like that. But that's crazy. Golly. But so I knew you was petty. Okay. But you made like a 17 story <laughs> IG story. About how you were just determined to beat this friend in mm-hmm. golf, mm-hmm. who you also acquiesced to saying he's been golfing most of your life and you're probably never going to beat him. I didn't say he, I'm probably never going to beat. He said that. Okay. He said, I'm never going to beat him. Absolutely. I, he, but you also I'm own, going to beat him. But you also own that he's been golfing. Yeah, for 20 years. Okay. Or, well, close to 20 years. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's a beast, too. Yeah, but just you're just really petty. And I knew that you were really petty. But the video started and I'm thinking, oh my God, what happened? Right. Like he's talking in this video and he's like, Y'all, I just need y'all to know. Like, I know that I'm petty, bro, but y'all don't understand. And it's only certain people who can get the petty out of me. I'm like, I know he about to get it for telling his business. If he don't get that phone out of his you goddamn know, you face. Know better than that. What, right. So I'm I'm conf- I was invested because I was confused. Right. Then he gets talking about goddamn golfing. Yeah, boy. Don't the you old, get me riled over no goddamn golf the match? Bait and sw- oh, so that's what you're mad about. Yes. You're mad that I that I bait and switched you. You're not really mad because you I'm petty. You don't carry on like that. Yeah, dog. I'm sorry. I'm sorry y'all had to see that. But it is a true vendetta and it is a real voice note that I have on my phone from 2016. He, I, want, I want this to be part of the proof that he is petty. So when y'all hear me up here sometimes... Mm-hmm. You don't. What you don't hear is because you can't see the look in his eye when he gets to goading me on, <laughs> saying things that he probably doesn't even agree with, just to watch me get worked up. So you know, so exactly. I'm I'm obsessed with perspective. Six. I need I need I need I need perspective on all perspectives. No, you don't. 
Well, Treasy does. It's crazy to me because you never push back on my. I don't. One thing about sex, mm-hmm. I do not care how you feel. Okay. I'm not, no, I care how you feel. Okay. I don't care why. Got you it. feeling it is enough. I think A, B, and C. All right. Okay. Then my business with how you got there. If you think two plus two equals defibrillator, okay. <laughs> equals defibrillator. Yo, that's wild. <laughs> that is your business, right? Like yeah, it don't. I get it. It don't make me no. Never mind. I get it. But you. What? You don't want to have a seventeen-hour conversation. I'm a I'm a chatty that. motherfucker. I'm I'm starting to realize that. No, about no. Myself. I'm saying that someone just says, "Well, I just think that." Well, why do you think that? Yeah. I don't care why people think that. That's my thing. Well, but I don't you, care. But you understand why though, right? Like why I think that. Why I have to think that way. No. Oh, you're a filmmaker. I'm yeah. a filmmaker, gotcha. man. I gotta I, I have to tell honest stories from honest perspectives. So I need to understand what people are thinking and why they're thinking it. And and that's all it's for. It's not it's not to judge anybody. It's not to make them, you know, I'm sorry if I've ever made you feel that. Shut up. I know I have, but I'm so sorry. Right. You're going to do it again. No, no, I'm, no, I'm going to try my hardest not to. You're not being honest. I'm being very honest. Because people like me, like, I have an enigma on purpose. I want to be able, one thing I'm really good at for good or for bad, mm-hmm. I can talk for an hour and have said absolutely the fuck nothing. Okay. It's a gift. I can dig it. It's a gift. I can dig it. So, that is a gift. That is a gift. But you, other people just let me do it. All right. Not you. Cause I care about you, six. Is I care about why? I care about your perspective, your real perspective. Huh. Yeah, that's crazy. I know. She really bullied me into a friendship, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you did it. I bullied we you are into so a close because this is a long time ago. Like we've been friends for a while now, but yeah, Treasy is he's serious about that. No, you need to tell me why you feel like that. Like how'd you get there? Wow. And after a while, you see, well, he's not gonna use it against me. He just really just knows it he just want to know it's all right yeah. so you just start talking <laughs> i would never use it against you no i know now yeah oh that was a, that was a pretty lengthy intro for anybody who's never, Hi, who's never listened to us grams of snow podcast man your favorite drug dealer mafia uh what, what, all that shit political crime if your mother told you not to do it we talking about it up here how's that white collar crime. Yeah, but it's a little deeper than that like but you're right. I'm about to say what you mean. Yeah, you're right. We, Actually, it's, your mama told you not to do drugs. She told right. you don't have hostile takeovers of your parents' business. She told you not yeah. to sell drugs, not to be a fucking prostitute, and she told you not to join the Supreme Team. <laughs> she she might not have known. If your mama knew about the Supreme Team, she was she wild. She wild. She grew up in a specific area. She might be wild. My no mama is to video. mamas that know about Supreme Team. Never mind. Huh? Nothing. Go ahead and incriminate uh, nah. your mama right now. <laughs> he was on the verge. Let's go ahead and finish that. Forgot we're recording this. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're the podcast that talks about all that criminal stuff, all that gangster shit, only because it's fun. It is, man. And you know what? It is fun. It's fun to talk about. It's not fun to do. Let's mm. put that disclaimer out there. It's not fun. I don't want to be a drug it's dealer. It's not fun. I'm not I don't, being dramatic. You, yeah, please. Let's clarify that right now. I don't want any parts of this particular life. What I will say, what happened in this show, in, in, in this part one of this documentary, The Supreme Team, they finally said, and they said this about other types of organizations, right? Like, um, you know, mafioso, you know, I, uh, you, you know, mafia shit. And then I even think, they talked about it a little bit in Cocaine Cowboys, mm-hmm. but they never talk about it with black criminal empires. Mm-hmm. And they finally said it. They had Baisley Projects shaking like a fucking Fortune 500 company. Mm-hmm. And that is the thing that I try to tell people. I, I have. If you can a, sell drugs, you can run a business. Allegedly, I have 
plenty of criminal acquaintances. Okay, allegedly, Imagine? very, very allegedly. Never. Now, because I'm obsessed with perspective, so I don't shun them. Okay. Every single one of the ones that have really, really done that. Smartest nigga you've met in your life. They are some of the most brilliant. Can do trigonometry in their fucking head. I wouldn't say all that, but <laughs> I, but, but damn near close. Like they, they just understand, they understand economics probably way better than an economics major. They have to. It's survival for yeah. them, you know? And, and that's the part that like, they just never talk about that. When it comes to black criminal empires, they just so you guys know, we're talking about the Supreme Team documentary on Showtime yes. that Nas created. Yes, yes, very purposeful that Nas did this. Very purposeful. Is it? Yeah. You know what I realized right off the rip? I realized he'd been rapping about derivatives of this his whole career, like uh, pushing cars. Nikki Barnes was the seventies. Mm. He talked about he you know he's talked he talked about Pappy Mason. Also, he plenty. got knowledge of self in Queens though. Exactly. So that's probably why Peace too. God. Yo, listen. A lot of the people who are part of the Mecca. So for, I I have knowledge of self. I'm no longer a practicing fat presenter. Right. But a lot of people who came from there were part of the Supreme Team. That's why it's Green Eye Born. That's why it's you know what I mean. All these I never things. knew this. Yeah. I never knew this until this documentary. But no, everything about what the Supreme Team was and what was happening in Queens between what looks like 73 to, you know. 82, something like that. Well, no, because they were still shaking and baking in 85, they said, in this documentary, in this first part. Really thought they stopped at like 80. I don't know when Supreme Team, when the Supreme Team like kind of like lost their reign. I'm, I, I would be, I feel like it was the 90s because allegedly- uh, Supreme had, you know, had a long-standing beef with Fifty Cent. Yeah, that's why and, he hates Ja Rule. Right, and yeah, and then he had business dealings with Murder Inc. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I guess that's not alleged. I guess that's kind of part. That's, that's yeah. kind of public knowledge. Common sense. You know? Yeah. Um, but the part about him having beefs with Fifty Cent, that I think that's a little bit more alleged. That's more street mythology. Um, but Fifty talked about it. Okay, well, we, that's do, we don't know why is what's alleged. Right, why they have beef is alleged. So, but we know they do have beef. There you go. So, so what it sounds like is that their uh, supreme was still on the streets up until probably the late nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so Prince went to jail first a while ago. Is is that what happened? He because Prince he said he been he's been in jail thirty two years. Okay, so, so yeah, yeah, I guess he did go to jail first. Yeah, um, yeah, they ran their shit like a criminal. Like a Fortune 500 company. Nigga said we got paid on Fridays. That's crazy. <laughs> no, that's fire though. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do it, do it right. And I think also what I appreciate them addressing is that Supreme and Prince came from good families. Yes. They came from middle class working families. They had yards and dogs and picket fences. Mm-hmm. But life lifed. Mm-hmm. And when you see nothing else and when you take away opportunity, this isn't always about just like some bad kids with nowhere else to go. Yeah. Sometimes it's, this is the only way out that you've given me. Yeah. Maybe I could stay status quo if I work for LB, right? Work for the construction company or mm-hmm. do what my dad did. But my goal is to be better than my parents. And mm-hmm. I can't dribble a ball. I can't rap. Mm-hmm. And so you left me nothing else to do to excel besides this. Yeah. And then you have this, the killing of the little boy. Like it's just, yeah. I, I like that they, they didn't try and make it this. They had such a hard life growing up. No, they didn't. Yeah. 
Well, they didn't. Right. They they had two parent households. Yeah, <laughs> like, it, 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 it may not have been super abundant, but they, they, they were middle class. They had love. Yeah. They, they owned their homes. Like, right. yeah. It wasn't even like oh, it wasn't a but. No, they they had what they needed. They had a yard. They had both parents. Like, right. they they were good. Right. So, so basically, it was just the 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 freedom that came along with the lifestyle. Right. That compelled them. Right. Yeah. People don't realize that's alluring. Very. People want money because money buys time. Yeah. The rest of the stuff is cool. Money buys time. That's it. It does. Yeah. It does. How, and we're hypothesizing here. How do you think 50 feels about Nas doing this, this documentary? Because Nas is directing it. It's, it's, it's produced by Mass Appeal, which is owned by Nas, partially mm-hmm. owned by Nas. Shout out to Don Sikorsky. I, I saw that he was a producer up here. I know I, I've had a little bit of dealings with Don. Um, he's a, He's a, he's an exceptional uh, documentarian. He's mm-hmm. really a really good documentarian filmmaker. So shout out to Don. But um, let's let's hypothesize. Do we you know do we think that Fifty has has marked Nas <laughs> for for doing this? Because um, from what I understand, they kind of have like a somewhat of a checkered history. Like I can't tell if there's admiration there, if there's more heat there than anything. I feel like it's probably from my understanding, it's always been kind of a healthy competition. Okay. It's never been nasty, to my knowledge. Yeah. And 50's pretty public with his hate. Got it. Fucking cancer. Um, I think that 50 under, for good or for, 50 Cent is a shit person, I feel like. Okay. But what he is really good at is TV, whether we like it or not. He's definitely, he's definitely made his mark on, on in the space. And I think he understands that this is important. He's making BMF. Right. What is Nas' relationship like with BMF? Do, we, do they have one? Oh, I'm 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 sure they've crossed paths or broke bread somewhere along the way, but so, but also Nas was like already established and more OG while they were st- when, when gotcha. they were doing that thing. So I think that Fifty probably understands the value of this story. Yeah, he just probably doesn't like it, but it's not a oh you didn't need to tell it, right? You know, and I'm sure Nas is a gentleman to have the conversation before. I would okay. like to think that uh, I'm hypothesizing that. Uh, there's all there's always the possibility of. I don't need to check in with you, you know? Yeah, but Nas also seems like very, he seems like an old gangster. Very. I don't need to do this, but. Right, but, but it's a respect Let's keep thing. peace, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. maybe, maybe. I, I I hope that's how it went. Because somebody you don't want to beef with is 50 Cent. He don't, know, he don't, he don't stop. He don't, but Nas don't lose. And like you said, Nas, Nas an old, he old school gangster. And maybe, you know what? Maybe 50 hates it and he know that he can't play with Nas like he played everybody else. And That's we'll what never I'm know. Saying. It might be, it that might could be, be that on too. some like, it might be on some like, my nigga, we both from Queens. We, you know, the names ring. The names of my people and the names of your people, they but, both ring But bells. not even that. Nas not, pl- I don't play like that. <laughs> right. That Nas part. don't play like that. Like okay. you can't get on the internet trash talking Nas. Like, right. He's not Floyd Mayweather. He don't Damn. play like that. Okay. Okay, well, we, we can get off the speculation. So we, even if he hates it, we're never going to know. I, you know, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. I hope it goes that route. Um, So basically how they've laid it out is that Supreme, obviously he's the head of the family. They call it Supreme Team. Mm-hmm. And then Prince, his nephew, is basically is the, 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 underboss. the, the underboss yeah. here. Okay. Um, I thought it was so dope that the first interview they pulled in was fucking LL, mm-hmm. you know, um, because, and as they pointed out in the documentary, 
and it's something that we kind of knew, but hearing the influence of the Supreme team, because they were so early on, they were right at that perfect pivotal point between like the transition, like the culture of hip hop burgeoning and then like crack culture. Mm. They were kind of like at the, like they were at the most influential point in both of the the overlap of both histories. You understand what I'm saying? Like they were getting money early enough from the crack game in order to be influential in hip hop. -hop. Yeah. You know, so, so them saying like run DMC fucking dressed like the Supreme team. I'm like, what? I didn't realize that. Yeah. So low key, the Supreme team kind of was the baseline influence for a lot of East coast, like, like presentation. That might have been the beginning of gang and hip and hip hop artists like covering. It might have been. People were having a conversation on Twitter over the weekend about uh, Chris Brown allegedly being a blood, like how right. he became one. And people are like, that's nothing new. Every artist is a, it's like being a, a grad chapter uh, in a fraternity. Like, mm. yeah, you got to find somebody to keep you safe out here. Slim, like, you can't just be moving around. Like, yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot of sharks out there. Yeah, who covers you? Like, it's a lot, yeah. it's a lot of sharks, and it, and especially when you portray of a certain way, right? Like, I don't think Daniel Caesar has these problems, right? right? You he know, doesn't, what I'm he doesn't like, need Pyru. Like, yeah, you know, but it's a certain type of energy that you once you put it out there, it's it's you, you know, an easy target. It's extortable, and you're not even just let let's say it's not extortion, right? Yeah. Let's just say you're an easy target. Now. Yeah, your food. Because sometimes it is extortion, mm-hmm. but I like to think that sometimes it's a partnership. Like everything isn't like how six nine bitch ass was doing it. Right. Sometimes it's in cases like I feel like Chris Brown allegedly did something that he wanted to do. Yeah. But also because the way that he moves, he know that it's easy to find Chris Brown. Yeah. Like no one has to look for you. I I can know where you are every Friday. <laughs> I can right. Google it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So someone who I don't know needs to be making sure that I don't find you. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree. And 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 let me reel a word back in because I said extortable. I didn't mean like Chris Brown is being extorted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean like once you put it out there, like the wolves are gonna come. Right. You know. No, some of these niggas getting extorted. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm sure of it. Yeah. Um. So that's interesting. First and foremost, that that they seem to be the ones that shifted the culture to. The jewelry and the yeah, the, you know the 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 sweatsuits and the the velour suits and shit. I love looking at old pictures and videos of black men in the club in the eighties, cause y'all niggas wore these shiny ass fire ass suits. They was really getting it and button ups, yeah. big ass lapels, yeah, Cazals and fucking Cartier glasses. Y'all was, y'all was fine. Yeah, they was doing it. Y'all was fine in the eighties. They was doing. It. I'm not. I'm not a big like. I'm not big into like material culture, but I they agree did with it right. You. Yeah, yeah, like it. You look like something. It feels authentic in that era. Yeah, you know what I mean. It feels very authentic in that era, um, and it sounds like because everybody knows because of Paid in Full and and all of that. Everybody knows about like Rich Porter, A Z, mm-hmm. and and Al Poe. Um, you know, but it sounds like the Supreme Team was was cracking even before them. Yeah, you know, and then BMF kind of showed us how. What what was the name of their team? The name of their squad, the uh, Fifty Boys. The Fifty Boys, mm-hmm. you know. Or, well, they kind of opened the door. All right, so things like the Chambers Brothers, mm-hmm. and when you start getting into like Detroit history, 
uh, you know, of the teams that were really getting money. You needed to name your family. There you go. Yeah. But like, they kind of showed us like the Chambers brothers. I think if I if I'm not mistaken, and I, man, if I'm wrong, I apologize. The whole idea of like a corner boy. Corner boys and shit came from the Chambers brothers. Really? That's how that's how it's almost portrayed. Like, I gotta go back and I gotta go back and really. What's the movie about them? It's not New Jack City. See, yeah, apparently, see, because I thought it was until watching this. Right. Everybody claims that New Jack City was about them. Like, you know, gotcha. It's 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 a weird. Oh, thing. Oh, it's one of those things. Yeah, it's one of those. Or things. Or every gang like, just claims. Okay, gotcha. But but I understand how it could how that can happen because. Crack kind of came. First of all, crack came in in a in a in a in a place that like it's not like we are now with the internet, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, this is what they're doing in Memphis. Okay, cool, we can mimic that. Yeah, you know, it kind of came into these what felt like these individual silo cities, you know. And I'm sure that like I don't know. So common sense made them move the same, but because they didn't know, they felt like it, they the were, stories about they were them the first, Got right, you. right, and that, that's that's how it almost seems like. So it's hard to really pinpoint where the language started. Yeah, because I always thought that, um, I've always been told that that movie is about the Chamber Brothers. Ah, okay. Yeah. And then you heard it here. They were like, yeah, Right. I was like, oh, well, I mean, I could be wrong. Yeah. Like, but, fuck do but, I know? But it would make sense that it would be more about the Supreme Team given the geography of yeah. where New Jack City took place. Yeah. You know, there's not projects. Well, I don't know Detroit structure, but I don't think that there's projects like the Carter in Detroit, right? Been there one time, right? Um, and I wasn't in the projects. So I don't know. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, because I don't even know if their projects. You know, you, you, New York is very unique with their projects. Quite like you know, Nietzsche Queensbridge is very, is very identifiable. Queensbridge is like a whole zip code. Like yeah. it's a big project. I was about to say I didn't realize that it wasn't. I always thought Queen Queensbridge was a city. I I did not realize until maybe the past couple of years right. meeting with people from New York. That Queensbridge is a is a neighborhood in Queens. That's it. I this thought it was. I thought it was outside of the Seven Boroughs. Right. No, yeah. no, nah, nah, for sure. No, nah, and you know, like Marcy House, pro, you know, Marcy housing projects. Like I these, knew that because of JC. Yeah. Right, but these projects be multiple buildings. Yeah. Right, like where, but like for us, you know, you go to like I don't know, you go to Aqueduct or something like that, like Firewater Park or Friendship. Yeah, or... it's like it's the projects don't look like that. Yeah, like I mean, you go to Young, you know, Young's Park, Tidewater Park. Yeah, there's Diggs it, Park. It's, they're huge. No, they're our huge. parks are huge. Yeah. Right, but they're not these buildings. They're and not these, high rises. No. Right. Them, them people. Them people. <laughs> but you know, people from like like the projects in New York will probably come to the projects here and be like, oh, this shit is job kind of sweet. Yeah. The same way we you you can go to Cali and they and you know, if you go to Cali, you mess around and be in the hood and you'd be like, wait a minute, this is the hood, bro. Damn, you do it on accident. <laughs> you be like, they gang banging right here. You talking damn, about right here with damn, all these houses. The last time I went to California for yeah. my birthday, what was it? Last year? Mm-hmm. Twenty twenty or twenty whatever. I went to California last and Staying in a really nice hotel, downtown LA, mm. and I run. I like running. Mm. I went running and ended up on the wrong block. Mm. I have been running maybe ten minutes. I should not have been that far out. Mm-hmm. And this such a sweet. I, it's gonna sound crazy. The sweetest crackhead in the world. Okay. I swear to God, <laughs> I'm running and I probably look a little nervous. I realize, oh, I ain't supposed to be here. Yeah. What made you realize it? 
just what the people outside stuff was going on. Okay. People were actively outside the using. Activity. You could tell that people were sounding like it was, got and it. the looks I was getting. Got it. Got it. Got it. So I'm, I'm trying to look at my phone. Like, okay, how do I get back? And she said, "Baby, what are you doing over here?" Oh, it's a woman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, she's a trans woman, but she was like, "What are you? What are you? What are you doing here?" Mm-hmm. I was like, "I just went running," and I, she goes, "You lost." <laughs> I said, "Yes, ma'am." <laughs> she was like, "You need to get back wherever you came from." She Ooh. goes, "You way too pretty to be out here like this with them headphones on. You need to, you need to go ahead." Whoa. She's like, "You in the way? You making it hot? You need to leave." Whoa. And I was like, "I don't know how to get back. I just was running and figured I'd go the other way." And she told me how to get back to my hotel. Wow. Crackhead saved your life. Listen, black women will take care of you. Well, nobody was, the looks weren't menacing. It was, what you doing? Yeah, yeah. Well, he was probably trying to holler six. No, I don't even know if it was that. I think it really, and I could be being oblivious, but it did feel like people were like, hey, what? hold on, hold on. Yeah. You you ain't, you yeah. real civilian. Like, you're not even just a civilian. You like severely civilian. Yeah. You don't need to be around none of this. Yeah. Like, I have, like, pop music blaring from my headphones. Oh, like, wow. I'm wearing, like, a yellow running suit. Like, I, I look oh, wow. I, I look almost like a gentrifier. Got it. Right. But I was black, so they were like, this poor baby, what's she doing over uh, here? It felt like that. Everyone's okay. looks weren't like, what the fuck? It was, what? how she end up over here on accident? Got it. Okay, so you was being taken care of. I was. I was. I was. You know, and I think that's another thing about, you know, criminal culture, too, that gets misconstrued, right? Like, like they think, you know. They got codes. Yeah, they got codes, man. And I they wasn't talked there about on no bullshit. Yeah. It was, you're supposed to be here, leave. Yeah, now, now because so many people have, because so many people have been set up and stuff like that, there's probably still something in the back of their mind that's like, okay, we need, did the, yeah. did the ops, did the enemy send yeah. her? You know, and if so, you know, but they'll know within the interaction. Right. You know, like, right. all right, they're very intuitive. That's what I'm saying. Criminal culture, like black criminal culture in America does not get the respect it deserves i know that sounds crazy no black people in general i don't care what we do we have an innate sense of community yeah we take care of each other that's a fact we might kill each other too but also but that's proximity issues right that's not right thank you that's temporal proximity nothing to do but we are very communal based because like i said the people give me funny looks and she's walking me to the edge where i can keep going and the a guy who was very clearly selling drugs like was like, girl, how you get over here anyway? Right. I was like, I was just running. That's wild. He was like, don't run back here. It's getting late anyway. Yeah, <laughs> like, man, that's so dope. Bro. Yeah. Um. All right. So New Jack City, they claim, was based on the Supreme Team. That's a fire ass name, the Supreme Team, bro. I'm not even gonna hold you. And also, every every black gang find themselves in the hip hop business, making they they want to try and be a rapper at least once, right? Dog, like, that's our thing. <laughs> Like, you know, niggas love freestyling. Dog, I'm tired of y'all. I had no idea that Hey DJ was the Supreme Team Anthem, dog. Every nigga you know got a book, notebook full of freestyles. That's true. That's true. That's true. But it didn't sound like they were trying to be rappers. It sounded like more they were trying to like use rap to accentuate that extend that Them feeling. Them niggas want to try their hand to see if they can pull it off. That's all. Yeah. Niggas be wanting okay. to be rappers. But can you imagine? Because cause Hey DJ... That shit has an aesthetic to it, bro. That shit is it fire. So can you imagine being, I don't know, 25 years old, worth millions of dollars, driving around in fucking in one of them uh, them Jeeps with you know with the with the doors off, the the motherfucking the, the hatch off. At 25, I was literally homeless, so no. Okay, <laughs> but just just follow me here. Just imagine that you driving down, well, they in Queens. I don't know the, the I don't know the interstates in Queens, but Jamaica Ave. 
Okay, cool. You driving down Jamaica Ave, top down music. Looking like Nino Brown. You know what I'm saying? With the with the come on, man, shining and shimmering and all types of shit. Playing the Hey DJ loud. Oh my, that's a feeling, bro. Listen, that's gold a real BBS's. feeling. Gold BBS. Man, you got the gold BBS. <laughs> Not you wiping your face. <laughs> man, that's. I'm sure. I, I'm sure that's what it was all about. Was chasing those moments of like, nigga, like we fly. Look yeah. at us. You know, we still do that. I think everyone does that. Yeah. Affirmation. Yeah. People love it. They do. They do. It, it is the, the the part that I do hate about black criminal culture in America is that it's. The thing that, and this is no disrespect to anybody, because I get it, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it takes a lot of retraining of your brain to not hold certain things in, in high esteem. Hierarchical needs are not being met, so now you can, so you go overboard. Talk about it, man. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Um, you and, didn't have enough clothes growing up, now all you want is clothes. And the you, nicest ones, because right. God forbid you ever feel like that again. And, and, they, I mean? and they call that compensatory spending. Right. You know, you're trying to overcompensate for the deficiencies that you had. I just wish that it wasn't rooted. I wish that that wasn't the end goal for yeah. for most of the stories, the criminal stories that happen in Black America. You know, I I, I want to hear more of the. You know, I know it's a fictional character, but more of the Franklin Saints. You know, where it's like you take your money and now you're transitioning into real estate and all. And and some have tried. You know, like um, uh, well, uh, what's his name, Guy? Uh, God, the guy that bought uh, he had bought Apollo for a little while. He's from Harlem. Guy Fisher. Okay. Guy Fisher, you know, he was running with Nikki Barnes and them. But I think that heroin. we aren't set up for that is the problem, right? White people and their structure is set up to leave if they want to. We leave to go. Other white people will take them in, yeah. right? And say, okay, well, they uh, understand you can run a criminal enterprise. Yeah. You can be the CEO of anything. Right. You can think quick on your feet. You can right. make decisions. You are ruthless in a compassionate way. Mm-hmm. We are, I think we're just getting to a space where black people can provide that nepotism again. Mm. Maybe back in the 60s and the 50s we could have, back when, you know, our stuff was flourishing. Mm-hmm. But we didn't have this severe of problem then, I don't think. Um, what, like drugs in the community? Gangs. Oh, and yeah. And gangs yeah. were different they, Yeah, then. they were a function to stay alive, survival from They were almost our, pol- they were police, right? Yeah. Like they were an in-house police. I think the function that they have now and how different they are now is much different. Yeah. And it makes it harder. One, we are just getting back to a place where we can offer nepotism to each other on a grand scale. Um, and two, we're just getting to a place of understanding and reprogramming ourselves to not shun people who do that. Yeah. And understanding niggas got to eat. Niggas got to eat, bro. Like, yeah. So I think that it's getting to a place where you did that because you had to. Yeah. But what if you had an option? Mm. Why people always had that? So I think maybe... it. That's the end. It wasn't the end goal, but it was the only goal available. Mm, got it. Yeah. Yeah, that that makes sense. You know, that, that makes a lot of sense. And 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 I think that perspective very much it, that's needed because it humanizes it. Yeah. Right. It gives it very you know human context because I think, I mean, when you start looking into families like the Kennedys, you know, you start looking into you know that fucking pug. <laughs> Stop. Leave that woman alone, man. Tell her to leave me alone. She haunts my nightmares. <laughs> did we she passed away, right? Did, I God, I hope we so. Established that? She, you are that's nasty six. You shouldn't you shouldn't have you talk seen like Jacqueline Kennedy on Nassus? I have, but she, exactly. it her her appearance doesn't bother me this much to where I'm wishing <laughs> death on her. Like God. that's wild. That's kind of crazy. But. She looked like she got on earth on accent like she snuck in here. Oh my God. She came to, 
She snuck in the back door at the party. <laughs> you so wrong. I saw that bro. insult on Twitter. It's a really good one. I'm going to start using it. That is so wrong. Look like bro. you snuck on earth. <laughs> but, you know, their family made their wealth through bootlegging. Yeah. You know, a lot. You know, and he was the goddamn president. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, the, the, you know, I think, I think the part that we may not do as well as some other cultures is we don't, we don't pivot into the political space enough. It's a function of white supremacy, though. Oh yeah, yeah. That's 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 a yeah. That's actually a very good point. Yeah, you know, because um, even other cultures are taught to hate us too, and to keep us out and not give us a leg up. Isn't you know? that crazy? So they think it's us, like dog. They hate y'all too. Yeah. Like they probably hate y'all more. Like, yeah. Yeah, dog. Like yeah, that's it's crazy. It, we we're definitely the most exploited people, like class, of, like nationality in America. I think you know the beautiful saying? thing about black people and the part that well, I don't want to say this the way that that can happen I feel like is because of our commitment to community. Right. And it's not a bad thing. We're never going to lose it. Right. But if you if you act and right, okay, cool. We don't want to hate y'all. Mm. We would all right, y'all want to work together cool. I mean, mm. that's part of the problem. That's, but You're right. Black folks love getting along. We don't like a whole bunch of carrying on. We carry on when you got to. You know, I wish they would tell that part about us. Like, niggas love peace. But I feel like everybody knows that. I feel like that's that's the part they exploit. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, and then they tell other people it's not true. If it wasn't true, we bigger than y'all, we stronger than y'all, we smarter than y'all, been alive longer than y'all, more intelligent than y'all. You think that you just beat us. (laughs) All those are views by six. No, all those are scientific things that I can absolutely prove. They, Y'all were shitting outside when we had running water. Leave this, me alone. This is how Professor X, I mean Professor Griff, got ousted. But I don't know who that was. But okay. Uh, from uh, he used to be a public enemy. Are you remember when Nick Cannon got in trouble for mm-hmm. like for being too black on his own podcast? <laughs> oh my God. He got in trouble by the. They really called that Jewish man community. anti-Semitic, which is crazy because people don't know what a Semite is, but they mm. love calling people anti-Semitic. But mm. neither here nor there. Yeah, you already know. I mean. Because Semite does not mean white Jew. Mm. Talk about it, Queen. <laughs> not going there. We'll get canceled. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, and and from my lens, I'm like, you know, that's the same thing that they try to do about Farrakhan. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, they try to, you know, convince the world that he hates white people. And it's like, I don't think y'all ever listen to anything And he actually get really upset if you act like Farrakhan would hate me. Yeah. Like, the minister would not like what I say about white folks. Yeah. <laughs> Like that's they, the crazy part. Like the NOI is not a political organization, bro. Like they don't, yeah. they don't, they don't delve in that. They don't have any. They're they're a religious organization. Yeah. Like, but it, you know, it's like people mince words and people feel threatened by certain kinds of power. So but they, they don't have feel to, threatened. They have to make sure that their community around them doesn't join them. That's what uh, I mean by it. They're not threatened. Uh, they just know that community is the most powerful thing in the world, and that we cannot help. But do it unless we feel unsafe. Uh, okay, I'm following what you. Niggas not down. with the rah rah unless the rah rah is necessary. That's one thing about black people. Mm-hmm. We we like we just want to eat a little bit, play some spades, mm-hmm. you know, sing a little song. Mm-hmm. Unless shit go left. So if I can make you think that everything's going left all the time mm-hmm. from your people, then you'll stay away. Mm. Okay, you've been dropping some bomb analogies here because we, we had some good convo off mic. Listen, you was giving some good analogies on. Listen, you I'm here. getting better at it because I used to, I'm not that good at analogies. They're my favorite like 
literary tool. Mm -hmm. And I usually suck at analogies. Oh, I hate that for you. Me too, because I really like them. Mm -hmm. Well, today I had a good day. You had a great day. I had a good day with it today. You got to take it one day at a time. Yeah, baby steps. You know, same consistency tomorrow. Yeah. (laughs) You look up a year from now, they'd be like, yo, she's an analogy queen. See? Baby steps. That's how it works. Yeah. Um, So they started laying out a little bit of a playing field of who was involved in the Supreme team, right? Sort of like the Capos and things like that. Every nigga in the Supreme team was fine too, by the way. Was it? I got to call that out. Okay. They some fine old players. I ain't going to hold you or fold you. Okay. I ain't mad at it. I'm wondering, are most of them still alive? Like, I think, yeah, it seems. I mean, yeah, because it seems like some of the- They ain't talking holograms. Some of the OGs- Still out here. Is still out here. With good skin. Yeah, flourishing. Listen, looking hydrated. Right. Um, but I mean, obviously they have, I'm pretty sure they're going to start getting into the bodies. Yeah. They're going to have to get into the body. Well, maybe not. Cause if Nas is telling the story, maybe he don't want to focus on that, you know? Um, but the body's going to have to pop up. That's what we know about criminal yeah. enterprises. The body's going to pop up at some point. Yeah. Um, but them laying out a little bit of the playing field, uh, you know, they threw around the name Bing, uh, Fat Cat. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, they didn't talk about Pappy Mason, but I, I know that's a name. Um, they, they didn't really get into too many names. They just kind of like laid down a few, laid down, you know, this episode, they laid down the framework for what got the air in Queens feeling like something needed to be done for black youth. Yeah. And it was, it was sort of like jumped off by the 1973 killing of, uh, Clifford Glover. Yes. 10-year-old little boy who they said had a gun on him. Yeah. So, obviously, you know, that sounds a lot very Tamir Tamir Rice. Rice, yeah. The more it changed, the more it stayed the same. Yeah, man. Rest in peace, man. And I I think since we've been off mic, you know, we took a little hiatus, I feel like it happened again, didn't it, in Akron or something like that? Yep. So, anyway. Um, um, And then, you know, the the police officer was found not guilty, and that, that incident sort of just I guess it drove a wedge it it drove some activism into the communities you know it, dro- it drove an energy into the community and the police could not have activism so now they feel like they need to be posted up because mm. yeah. they left them alone before then right that's, yeah. how, that's how it seems to go um so th- you know that happens the the killer of Cl- the killing of Clifford Glover and then it sounds like the five percenter community comes in mm-hmm um, which, you know, if anybody's not familiar with like, you know, five percenters, I, and you know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not one of the gods, you know what I'm saying? Like I say, peace God and, you know. I'm an earth. Okay. All right. So you can speak on it a little bit better, man. If you tell the people what five percenters is. Um, five percent nation is a nation of God's earth. is just people who believe that the original, that the original man is the Asiatic black man. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just at its core is about cleaning folks up, making them their own gods. You, you are a universe unto yourself. Right. It's about taking care of your people, people the people around you, um, creating, when people talk about nation building, mm-hmm. that's what the 5% is. It is the 5% within the 100%, right? The 85, 10, and the 5. Right. The 5 who actually know what's going on. The mm-hmm. 10 who have the knowledge and choose to perverse it. The 85 who are deaf, dumb, and blind. Mm-hmm. The 5% know and choose to act on it. Um, they also say the five percent got a five percent. The five percent absolutely <laughs> right has a five percent. Right, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but that's in everything, right? Like everything has its factions, but right. at its core, it really was a way 
to clean people up and give them a sense of self. That's why it's called, you know, gaining knowledge of self, mm-hmm. right? When you get your 120. Right. Um, Speak on it, queen. <laughs> <laughs> Don't snap me. <laughs> but at its, at its core, it was a beautiful thing. It was about you take someone who's been told they ain't shit their whole lives and remind them, no, nah, you, you a literal God. Mm. Everything moved because of you. Yeah, that's you can, a, that's empowering. That's man. empowering, right? Yeah. If you fix the person first. Right, oh. That part. And I think that um, where it misses sometimes Mm -hmm. is that you take a mess and you tell it it's God. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. I get you. I see see the dilemma. And people find refuge in it and they should find refuge in it. It's a a beautiful way of life. I don't practice anymore, but it's a beautiful way of life. Right. Um, And it's a good place to find refuge. It's a good place to find community. But you got to be careful. Because once you know, you know. Once you know, you know. Once you know, you know. I don't think anything they say is wrong. But once you know, you know. And I think a lot of black men and black women went there because it was one of the few spaces where they weren't being downtrodden. Mm -hmm. It was an amazing self-esteem builder. Mm -hmm. It was an amazing place to go and be told that you're good and be be encouraged to do these wonderful things and say, no, you're not crazy. You can do this. You can get results. You have your own networks, your own nepotism in it. Mm. So... Very, very well stated. Very well stated. And um, you can see how that's attractive mm-hmm. to a community that is being told by language and by action. You ain't shit. You ain't shit. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a very empowering message. Correct me if I'm wrong. With the five percenters, was, is it a derivative of the Nation of Islam? Because who started the five percenters? Isn't it like? Clarence X. Okay. Um, and from what I understand, I think he was part of the nation. Yes. And then there was like a, a division. Division's not a good word for it. It's okay. not a derivative. It's alongside of. They, they're they very much the same, but very much different. Okay. Very much different. Um, 5% is not a religion at all. Right, right, It's, right. it's not a religion at all. Um, right. There is no mystery God. Right. None of that. Um, their culture is Islam. Their right. religion is not Islam. Got it. That makes a lot of sense. So that's the difference. Got it. Um, so when you say derivative or it wasn't a divide, it was just, it's just different. It's just different. Yeah. But some With of some the similarities. Carried. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. And then you got to throw in like the Nuwabian nation. Like, I mean, I don't know too much about them. Uh, you know, I, I know the broad overstrokes, you know, there's a few people, you know, a few people in my journeys that I, I've talked some to. Some of them have 120, yes. Right. It's it, yeah. But the point that I'm getting at is that like, you know, um, there's a there is a synergy and a void that needs to be filled through different points in time within our communities. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then somebody pops up and fills that void. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I know the Nuwabian Nation kind of like met their fate, you know, um Dr. Malakaza York. I think there was a whole thing with him and I don't know, there's documentaries out there if you ever yeah. want to learn about it, but yeah, it's just interesting that th- those are the only three that I know of off the rip, the NOI, you know, the five percenters in the New Abia Nation. Um, and then, well, then you got things like, um, and I don't know too much about this, so if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Um, the NOI and the FOI are different? Yeah, th- yeah, they're different, but but I talk about them in the same vein. But like, um, oh, now what's the group, man? What is the group? It, because it's, like, um, it's more like rooted in hip hop, too. And something happened with their founder, 
God, what is they? Uh, what is it called, bro? It's like hip hop. Um, yo, all, I don't know. All my homeboys that that was like affiliated with it, they're gonna kill me right now, bro. Uh-uh. Like, oh, what is the faction called? Cause something happened with. Don't get me lying, man. My hip hop knowledge is is not where it need to be. I'm I'm a movie oh. guy, bro. I'm a film guy, but uh, I don't know. Was what the the guy who is currently kind of like dealing with some shit because of child molestation. Oh, that fucker. Uh not Shaka Zulu. He wanted a one of the Zulu Nation. Zulu Nation. That's exactly yeah. what I was talking about. Zulu Nation. Um, but who's the who's the organ who was the founder of the Zulu African Nation? African Bambata. There you go. There you go. Um The Zulu Nation, I don't know if you want to talk about them because all them niggas knew. All right, we can get off that subject yeah. then, just that fast. Yeah. <laughs> grand opening, grand closing. Yeah, all them niggas knew. Hey, listen, I don't know, I don't know nothing. You see, I couldn't even remember the nigga name. Yeah, there's a reason for that. Okay, all right. So uh, <laughs> that was the universe checking you from yourself. <laughs> That's a big fact right there. Um, all right, so forty projects, Basley projects. They talked about South Road, the block. Mm-hmm. Which is like, uh, I guess, South Road and maybe like 150th Street. I I don't know the coordinates. I don't know how the, the Queens is a very confusing borough. It's not like Manhattan. Like I've I've spent most of my time in Manhattan. It's not a grid like Manhattan. No. Okay. It's like it seems like no other boroughs grid like Manhattan. Okay. You go into the Bronx. You you make three left turns, four left turns. You think you're gonna be back on the street that you made the first left turn from, you are absolutely not. And that's why New York is not a real place. <laughs> it is wild. You understand? Like, New York City is not a real place. This shit is unruly, bro. Like, it's designed for you to get lost and get robbed. And also, y'all was outside. I'm One thing I'm not going to let y'all let go of, this nigga said that their uniform or sweatpants with shorts over it. That's hard. That's not hard. That's hard. That's wild. <laughs> yeah, well, but it's the uniform, that's though, man. Freaky ass, that's some freaky ass <laughs> shit. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> My nigga said uniform. Yo, I thought it was ill. They said they had security vans mm-hmm. with basically counterintelligence measures ready to pull up on anything whenever it was an issue. Slim. How you pay niggas a fucking 10-hour shift just to ride around and make they sure there's shifts. no smoke? That's hard, bro. They had shifts. You got to, I mean, I, I know we talking about crack and we all know what crack did to black communities and I'm no, by no means trying to uplift what crack was in the community. However, crack did exist. Black people didn't make cocaine. We, you know, we didn't even make the formula to turn it into crack. And we didn't bring it to ourselves. There you go. So it was brought to us. So we, you know, the rock was passed to us. Figuratively and literally. Why would you do that? I didn't mean that. It wasn't oh no pun intended. God. I caught it. Why would and you I addressed do that? It. I addressed it and I caught it. <laughs> I'm starting to realize a lot of our slang, like when we say shit was cracking, I'm starting to realize a lot of our slang is kind of based around drug culture, though. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't. It wasn't me that? trying to be funny. It's just the, it's, it's the pitfall <laughs> of our language. It's the pitfall of our language. But um, yeah, we were given the rock, and then we made the best of it. We made the best of the circumstances. It happened with heroin. It happened with crack. It happened with cocaine for a small period of time. It happened with weed. It's happening with pills. And like you said, while all that's horrible, I'm not, again, Mm -hmm. I don't advocate for it. It was not good for our community. Mm -hmm. It also probably created one of the greatest class of entrepreneurs that our people have seen. And they pass that knowledge to their children and other people, other neighborhood kids who now have that without having to have the experience. Mm -hmm. Or even just outside of that. And, and again, selling drugs is not okay. Mm-mm. But for as many people as it kept downtrodden and killed, I wonder how many people it kept safe. 
Like, you always hear stories of, no, you can't come sell drugs with us. Yeah. You have too much going for you. Yeah. How many times did someone who needed pampers get some? I was Back say, then, anyway. Yeah, how you many? knew drug dealers are fucking trash. Y'all don't do shit for your community. But back then, you know, Nikki Barnes was Frank Lucas and him. You didn't need to buy Thanksgiving dinner. We got it. Yeah. Come down here. We fucking y'all up anyway. So here, here you do community service. You make amends for your, mm-hmm. you make atonement for your sins. Mm-hmm. Y'all just out here high as hell in your own shit anyway now. You, you knew drug dealers are trash. Y'all don't do shit for y'all communities. Hey, I stand by you on that. I stand. Right. Well, the, and, But the drugs are also, you know, I, don't, I just the don't. The principle is th- the same. You fucking up your community. What are you giving back to it? You taking something. You, you have to, when you go, I'm about to get too spooky. Sorry. But uh-huh. when you go and take something. Mm-hmm. You have to put something back in its place. Yeah. That that's the universe requires balance. Right. So you wonder why so much hell in your life because you keep taking shit and not replacing it. Ooh. The universe demands balance. Right. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Now nah, I get it. I get it. That's that's. I think that's a problem with humanity at this point, though. Mm-hmm. Every every like uh, um. Every. I don't know. We operate like the like. There's unlimited resources on the in the world, you know, and and convenience has. You know, has become inconvenient. Actually, <clears throat> yeah, the inconvenient truth. That's what convenience has become—the inconvenient truth. Um, and it, which was a really good documentary about global warming. If you've never seen it, Al Gore, huh? Not watching it. It was done a while ago. It's probably it probably needs some updating. I think it was like an early two thousands thing. I just know that the Earth's gonna blow up and kill us. I don't want to watch a documentary on it. I'm sorry. I don't know about the Earth blowing blowing up and killing. You're us. right. It's gonna implode. We're gonna get you hot <laughs> and die. <laughs> well, we're not gonna be around to see it, but. Eh. You, you think so? You think They're it's saying 2050, 2060, bro. You might be dead. I'll be alive. Oh, shit. Did you just hit me with the ageism? Yes. Okay. Point taken. Point six. <laughs> she got it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and shout out to all my old niggas that listen to this podcast. She, she really just put y'all down, too, on the low. I love y'all deep. Just jokey jokes. Jokey so, jokes. So, Preem said they pulled up on 150th. 150. And they said that shit was Amsterdam, bro. <laughs> <laughs> they said that shit was Amsterdam before Amsterdam. The police bro. knew, hey, KS. Yeah. He said, I had never seen no shit like this is open air drug trade. Like, okay, it's decentralized. Got it. Right. It's, like, it's wild, wild west for real. I was, I, I appreciated hearing about, oh, let's talk about this, the Godfather. Oh, God. Yeah. I we knew had, it was coming. Yeah. Right? I mean, they. But it's true, right? Like, I, I think it was very poignant for someone to say mm-hmm. that a lot of criminals, not even just black ones, perverse the movie. Mm-hmm. They did. After watching um, The Offer. Right. Because, again, I thought The Godfather was made to glorify that stuff. Right. I didn't realize it was made just to tell a story about, of survival. Right. Because I remember being little and thinking, oh, this is how you become a gangster. Like, mm, but that's not what the movie is about. It's not at all. Yeah. But, but yeah, but everybody takes their own interpretation. Right. But, you know, for the record, that's what the Italian mafia was worried about. Right. You know, yeah. Their, their they were right. Being, yeah. They and you know who else was right? Dolores C. Tucker. We need to go back. And Dolores C. Tucker was right about, about gangster rap. Yes, she was. You know that it, it's going to kill our communities. Yeah. You know that that seems to be kind of like a motif. I think just in human history, especially when you start talking about people and their own rights and things like that and freedoms, um, the freedom to express yourself. Absolutely, everybody deserves it. 
that's what America's built on, you know, freedom of expression. Is that what America's it, built no, on? No, Amil- America's built on fucking on crony capitalism. And just, America's yeah, built and, on genocide and, you know, capitalism. And free, and free labor for hundreds of years. We get that. But what I'm saying is like the, the his, for the other people <laughs> outside of us, oh. it was built on free expression and things for, for white men. I'm sure it was bad for white this women too. This is a debtor's prison. It was literally built off capitalism. Yeah. America was a debtor's prison. Okay. <laughs> All right. We, we, this is a whole new podcast. Yeah. No. <laughs> we, oh, We're not telling you that bullshit Texas history here. I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. It is very revisionist where I'm going with it. But, you know, this ideology that like um, this ideology that we should be able to express ourselves with our core freedoms. I agree with it. However, we have to be responsible with said expression, because as we see here. You know, Godfather, the Godfather was used as a tool in which it wasn't invented for, mm-hmm. you know, um, and it, and it, and it's not, you know, this is not limited to black culture. I mean, you know, you ever seen, you ever seen Jackie Brown? No. The movie Jackie Brown, it's a Quentin Tarantino film, it's, you know, it's uh, Sam Jackson, Robert De Niro, it's star-studded cast, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, what's my girl name, man, Pam Greer, mm. you know, it's, it's kind of like a... Uh, homage to black exploitation but sort okay. of just like but there's a part in it where Samuel Jackson's character he sells guns he mm-hmm. sells illegal firearms that's his whole thing um so you know he's he's talking to Robert De Niro about like his business because he's just like a talky talky ass dude and he's talking about the guns that are most popular and those guns the, the, the guns that it's hard for him to keep on a shelf they're popular because of popular culture. Mm-hmm. So there was a movie. You, there was a movie that a John Woo movie that came out called The Killer. It came out in in the nineties. Are you familiar with John Woo? Familiar, but never seen the work. Okay, mm-hmm. John Woo was. He, you know, I've he's heard the name before. How's that? A Korean filmmaker. Mm-hmm. I, I think John Woo's Korean. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'm sorry. I feel like Woo is Chinese. From Hong Kong. Yeah, I thought yeah, like he's from Hong Chinese, Kong. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. My my apologies. From Hong Kong. Um, do you remember thirty Return or Thirty Six Chambers? Yeah. Uh, Enter Thirty Six Chambers. Wu Tang. Yeah. You remember the I used skit? To part of five percent. Yeah. No, okay. Wu-Tang. You know them very well. <laughs> yeah. So you know the skit where uh, yo yo is he dead? He was talking. He was uh, talking about the killer tape. He's like yo, you got yeah, my killer yeah. tape. He yeah. was talking about that. Okay. John Wu joint. Okay. So in Jackie Brown. <laughs> Sam Jackson was like, the killer got a 45, they want a 40. Basically saying that like the the, uh, the dude who played, who was in the movie The Killer, mm-hmm. I forget his name because he ended up doing some American movies too. You know, he walked around in the movie with two 45s. And because that movie was so popular, everybody wanted a 45 because the killer had gotcha, a 45. Yeah, yeah. So the, the point that I'm trying to make is that like this sort of mirroring and, you know, um, Sort of like uh, what what was the term that you used um, of the culture? Like when you just this accentuation of certain cultures in movies. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't. It's not just glorifying. You know, glorifying, yeah. and it's not just for the black communities. It happens for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, so per, I think perverse is yeah, sort yeah, is perverse yeah, use, but um. So yeah, I thought that was really really dope, and at that moment, I was like, "Oh yeah, this is this is why we need to t- we need to talk about this," because they were very, 
they were very driven by the ethics and the principles of the most of the most gangster dudes that I've ever had conversations with most of them respect the Godfather yeah you know so so it is it is a long standing sort of like pillar in yeah. the black community especially if you are dealing in criminal enterprise it's either the Godfather or Scarface. And niggas like Scarface you take the fuck away from. Yeah. But they the ones that oozy the whole block up. You see what I'm saying? But Godfather, <laughs> I think it it mirrors a lot of principles that black people can recognize. Yeah. That commitment to family, that mm. commitment to community, taking care of your own yeah. at, at all costs. Yeah. Regardless of who else is around. You know what I mean? That nepotism. Mm-hmm. So I get it. What movie today is the movie that the that they don't make a movie criminals anymore. Em- emulate? They don't make good movies anymore. Okay, so there's no gangster movie that exists that like everybody because because these young niggas don't know nothing. They might know Scarface. They ain't got because, no morals and principles. You think they watch it like? So what you think they what, they they inspired by John uh, by John Wick? They're inspired by Lil Uzi. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> but, okay, I got you right. Like, you right. Shame on me. Like you right. These kids drink lean on purpose. That's wild. Bro. You see what I'm saying? That's wild, bro. Like you can tell them, hey, lean makes men grow breast. Oh, and does they, it? Yes, it oh, causes wow. gynecomastia. Oh, wow. And y'all don't care. Like, yeah. these niggas ain't got no morals or principles. Yeah, they out shit. Go get a job. UPS is hiring. Oh, stop it. See, you know Biggie lines. You be acting like you don't know no Biggie. Listen. So they introduced this officer, Eddie Zitek or something like that. This police officer that said that he saw when the when the post office yeah. guy yeah. pulled down the whole wall of uh, mailboxes. mailboxes, he saw a bunch of you know, uh, drugs and mind his fucking business. Right. So they introduced us. So I'm assuming that he's going to be a big part of why their faction came down. Probably. Cause I, cause Mr. Postman said, I not dying for you. Not dying for you. And he, for sure, that police officer for sure sounds like a snitch. Well, he just sounds like he's just one of them God country people. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, Oh man, I, you I had know, a hard on for it. My dick yeah, 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 he 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 got into the police force to beat some niggas with nightsticks yeah. for sure, and to shoot some people. Speaking of police force, um, why is Eric Adams in this? Oh, because he was part of he was what, what gang was he part of? He, he was, wanted to be on the Supreme Team so part, bad. He was you part can of just, the Seven Crowns. You can just see. It, was he part of it? That's what or he it just said. knew about it. No, that's what it said in his in his little title after they introduced the Seven Crowns. They said the he mayor. Was a, he was yes, he was a former Seven Crowns member. That explains why he really became mayor just so he can party and bullshit because he ain't done nothing else except be seen on yachts and carrying on. Dang, I don't know nothing about yo. You, he's you doing. Keep up, you keep up with New York like that? Only because Your on politics. Twitter, a lot of people I follow are from New York. Okay, um, their mayor is out here partying with Meat Mill dog. Like he is like. He is outside to party and bullshit. He is trying to be the return of Supreme Team. And now it makes so much more sense. Because he ain't doing a goddamn thing. He ain't doing nothing. But talking good. Dang. Trying to keep you off his back. Like, look, if I say this, they're going to leave me alone. Because he is literally, I'm not exaggerating. He ain't done nothing. He ain't done nothing? No. The way, he was pre- the way they was presenting him early on was like he was he was Giuliani 2.0 in terms of cleaning up New York. He ain't done nothing. <laughs> oh, okay. See, I don't keep up enough with like, their local politics to really understand. He do enough to be like, all right, leave me alone. Got and then it. he go party. <laughs> and he took over for de Blasio, right? Yes. No, no, Bill de Blasio's no. still there. He took over for- He's the mayor. For Cuomo. Yes. Yeah, for Cuomo. Yes. Wait, Cuomo wasn't the mayor. He was the governor of New York, wasn't he? Am I bugging? No, I think Cuomo was the mayor. Let's find out. Because we Because de Blasio's the governor, I believe. Let's, let's see. Yeah, it's, it's, or it's the other way around. I'm pretty sure de Blasio's the governor and Cuomo was the mayor. 
Nope, he was the governor. Cuomo was the governor? Yes. Okay. He was the governor of New York. And Bill de Blasio was the mayor at one point, but I don't know when. Uh. Oh, he was... Yeah, he was the mayor until 2021. Okay. So, so he, he took, took over for de Blasio. Okay. I had that all. See, I don't know nothing about yeah. New York politics. Um, well, that Cuomo stuff was funny until it got dark. That's why I was following him. Yeah. That Cuomo it was funny until it got dark. That Cuomo shit was During the wild. pandemic, he was saying everything right. He could have ran for president. We had never found out that he was being inappropriate. He would have won. Well, well, it was deeper than that. He was basically putting, he put, he got a lot of people killed at that retirement homes oh yeah that's you yeah, yeah there was, was a whole thing suppressed a lot funny, of information so yeah, yeah yeah y'all y'all was on him too y'all was on cuomo he the best thing smoking run for president that's stop saying y'all he's stop well, I'm, saying speaking, y'all. I'm speaking to the audience oh okay i'm sure if it's strength in numbers I'm sure i don't know if our like, audience was on cuomo that's a good point that's a very good point ball. i don't, I don't know think, if, yeah that's a very good point. we don't have an audience who was dick riding andrew cuomo, cuomo. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's a good point we just all figured him and his brother arguing on live tv was funny but other than that that's a good point. Yeah. Um they they bought in some some yo, that who was the attorney that got uh, uh death threats from the cartel in this joint? I forget what I they said remember. his name was, but he was gangster, bro. For, for first of all, for you to receive death threats from the cartel and still be walking around and talk about it. They called that man by his street name. So I don't know who Fat Cat is, but yeah, my client. Lorenzo. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know who Lorenzo is. Won't catch man. me slipping. He thought it was. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that, that, um, yeah, dog. dog. This, so far for me, and I, I know there's probably a, a shit ton that we're not covering. We're just kind of like the broad overstrokes here. Man. That's all this episode really was. This yeah. episode was a setup. It was for, a setup. It was, hey, here's what we're about to talk about. Yeah. So you can understand what we're going to tell you. I really like, oh, shit, Havoc is part of the the music team? Havoc from Mob Deep is part of Yo, man, shout out to Nas, dog. One thing about Nas, that nigga believes in nepotism, and I don't hate it. Yeah, man, shout out to Nas, man. He really he really keeps it Queensbridge, bro. I'm going I'm to I'm go on record and say something. We've never talked about this. Uh-oh. Nas... I don't know why they let Michael Rappaport do the fucking uh, A Tribe Called Quest documentary. Why do we let Michael Rappaport do anything? He has been dead for 10 years. <sighs> nah, I should have did the Tribe Called Quest documentary. I'm sorry. I don't know why it didn't happen. Michael nah, Rappaport wakes up just to look like he had put in the microwave after dying. You stupid. I want him out of here. Why do we even allow him in our culture? That's a serious question. I'm so tired of him. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I honestly don't know. Like, there, there's what does he have on who? I want to know. Yeah, I don't know, bro. Because he is constantly outside his body. Like, who are you talking to? Yeah. Like. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's, he's way too comfortable. He is. He is. But yeah, this ain't a this ain't a Michael Rappaport. No, and podcast. also Nas had to make this because Coinbase is tanking. <laughs> I th- well, I mean, you know, it's yeah. part of a hedge fund, man. It ain't. He ain't losing that much in it. All right. Um. But you're right, though. You're right. But but no, nah, this is the space. Like, Nas has been dying to tell a queen story. And, yeah. and quite frankly, I th- again, Who better to tell it? Nobody is better to tell the Supreme Team story than Nas, bro. He's He is the one of the flyest rappers of all time. And he's fine. Okay. He, no, nah, he's a good-looking brother. I hope I, I hope I look that well in my 50s. I hope I look Nas that well Nas been fine 50s. all my life. Nas has been a good looking brother. And he got like that good 90s fine. Yeah, he 
Now he he got the that's what I'm saying. Like his whole aesthetic is Supreme Team, bro. And I didn't realize it. Like his whole, like everything about the texture of what he raps about, the way he presents himself. That's some five percent shit though. That's because Queen uh, Supreme Team was full of five percenters. Oh, there you go, yeah. man. Yeah, man. I I see the I see the world. Like they did a very good job of helping me understand just what Queens was and what it represented in the ecosystem and why it's important to yeah. hip hop. Like they just really painted the picture why it's important to hip hop. I think that's what this episode was about. Mm-hmm. Like, let's tell you what we're about to talk about so you understand the magnitude yeah. of what's about to happen. Yeah. And it's just so purposeful that LL in the first is five minutes about yeah. this because LL is for sure regarded as like one of the pioneers of you know Queens Bridge, you yeah. know what I mean? Like I'm mean, not Queens Bridge, but Queens, Queens in general. In general. Yeah, you're because. not from Queens Bridge. I don't think. Well, again, let me tell it. Queens Bridge ain't Queens, so there you go. What do I know? So, so for him to say like, yeah, I was at I was at a daggone Supreme Team party, but I couldn't even get on stage, mm-hmm. and I'm and I'm LL. I had yeah. to be in the crowd with it. You know that lets you know. And he had warm champagne. That's crazy. <laughs> that lets you know how much money they was getting. Like you a rap, and but also I don't think rappers were known for getting a lot of money back. then. It was respect back then. Even if you had a bunch of money, if nobody fuck with you, no, you ain't getting up here. So what? But see, I don't think rappers was getting money like that. Well, no money to get yet. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think rappers really started getting money to the Puffy era, to the Puffy and like um and and, and Death Row era. I believe that. That's when that's when like the economy of rap changed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, before then, man, it was just, you know, you was just popular, mm-hmm. you know, you was an entertainer. Um, but yeah, man, for him to even be a staple in the community and can't even outshine, you know, the, the, the hustlers, man, that just lets you know everything you need to know. Yep. Cause you got LL, the, the inventor of the, the, the term goat. Fine as hell. <laughs> you think LL fine? Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. I mean, no, just you know, you say Nas, I get it. You know, you say, oh, uh, really? You yeah. don't think so? I well, I I think I think, you know, no shade because listen, the brother the brother got way more money than I probably ever have in my <laughs> lifetime. Okay, but um, I think the thing that was, I think the thing that made LL what he was, it seems like he kind of lost that. I, I'll buy that, and I could be romanticizing the old LL, but yeah. also when it comes to attractiveness, for me, it's features. Okay. So they both have big, huge jaw lines. I love big jaw lines. Got it. They both have very black noses. Okay. I am obsessed with that. Stuff like that. Got it. Big hands. And LL used to have a swag with him that I'm probably holding on to. But yeah, I agree yeah, that he's kind of, he old, married, and washed. Like, yeah. He got a daughter almost my age. I like. got a thing about guys with completely bald faces. Really? Untrustworthy. Well, it's I not untrust. So. Okay, that's that's you. Yeah. You feel like it's untrustworthy. Yeah. It just seems it seems like irregular to me. Like it's, <laughs> it's like nigga, where's your mustache? You got facial hair. Like why are you cutting it off? <laughs> untrustworthy. Yeah. What you doing? Somebody told me that Who like that's, for you. that's what old old heads do when they want to look younger. Is they cut their whole. That's but true. But I'm like, but young niggas. That's true. But but you don't look younger. You just look my like my dad's old obsessed head. with keeping all his facial hair gone. It looks crazy. That's wild. Yeah. You look like a you know what I'm saying? You look way different than you think you look. And it's like, like clearly you can, my daddy got hair like locks down to almost the back of his knees. So mm-hmm. clearly you can grow hair. You can grow hair. Like stop. You look yeah. crazy. Just throw a little mustache on the jammy. Nah. Like, you know, anyway. You cutting it all off. I know if there's one thing you can guarantee about Tremaine Johnson. Look at me put my whole government out there. Just to Look, let you know I was it's like, real. Wow, that's crazy. Just to let you know it's real. 
is you are not going to catch me barefaced at it. I feel like I have one time. It it was probably on accident. It might have been on some like you cut it too low one time. I feel I like and you had low. to like just do it all Compensate. so grow back. Yeah, that's yeah. probably happened. Yeah. So let me not say you'll never catch me. You'll catch me if it's a mistake. Yeah. But you'll never and he catch hid me. for like weeks until you'll never right. catch me purposely shaving my face trying to make myself look any other. I like my little goatee. I enjoy the little bit of hair I grow on my face. Okay. I can't really do it on my head. So He's gotta, dragging it. He has a full beard, full mustache and all that. So like, uh, That's a fact, bro. Yeah. I, and I take it very seriously. So, yeah, you ain't going to catch me doing the LL. Um, all in all, man, I'm I'm excited for this series. I yeah. know they, they dropped episode two and three, but we, we're we, doing this one by one. Sorry. One by one, um, as we should. Yeah. <clears throat> I can't wait to get into episode two. Uh, is there anything that you want to put in the button on about this that we didn't talk about? No, I think we did good. We were kind of all over the place, but in a coherent way. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's so much more to the story that part one didn't tell us. So. Yeah. Uh, do you know how many episodes this joint is supposed to be? I thought it was six, but mm-hmm. then I also think they released the two, these other two episodes on accident because their air date says July 18th. Duh, the, 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 the air date for this episode says July 11th. And I'm like, isn't that today? Child, I don't know. <laughs> like... I don't know. Wasn't that just supposed to come out on the seventh? Child, we'll start when it's over. How's that? The eighth, by the way. <laughs> the the flyer says the eighth. Yeah, I keep yeah. saying the seventh. That's we'll, what I'm saying. They, maybe we'll I saw the seventh over, somewhere. Guys. I don't know. Maybe I saw the seventh somewhere, and then you saw the eighth, and then they put it out the eleventh. Like who knows? Yeah. No, know. it came out on the eighth. The time when I was talking about it. Okay. Yeah. So, so maybe maybe there's a different date between the air date and the date that it ends up on the app. Maybe that's what's happening. Seven whole days. And not a word from you. <laughs> That's over my head. I don't even know which jump that Tony is. Braxton, hello? Oh, okay. Seven yeah, no, I, I don't night. know too much. I don't know too much about no, Tony I'm just about through. You know what I was listening to heavy today? What? Uh, the bars. Got, That's um, enough. Wrap it up. Huh? Wrap this episode up. <laughs> uh, I was singing, uh, what's Rap, the joke, don't, man? No, because you finna sing. Wrap oh, this episode yeah, up. What's, hold up. What's this song? Wrap this episode up. All this Ooh, love is not waiting for you. Wrap this episode up. Like it, Wrap all right, friends, we will talk to y'all next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Bye, friends. In the episode. Press the button. This has been an On Ear Network production.